We hope you enjoy this message and that it encourages and inspires you. For more information, head to lifepointwithanee.org.au. That's good to be here. It's good to be here in the midst of every event and everything that's happening to come together to look at the Word and allow the Spirit of God to speak to you. And I trust this morning that you've got a heart that you want to hear what God wants to say. Because my desire this morning is that you'd leave today knowing that God met with you. That He's given me something. He's deposited something in my heart that's going to make a difference. And that's what He does. That's what His Spirit does. So let me pray. I ask you, Heavenly Father, today that you'd meet with us. That we'd hear your voice, that still small voice of God in the power of the Holy Spirit, speaking words of hope and encouragement in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, it's great to keep going with Nehemiah. You know, so far as we've done the journey with Nehemiah, chapter one, we've looked at how Nehemiah prayed and great things happened. Chapter two, we look at the way how the king was just so, um, so helpful to him and blessed him. We see him move from the prosperity in Persia to the desolation of Jerusalem. But God is with him. God has provided for him. Chapter three, we see everyone excited and wants to step up and say, yep, we're gonna help build this wall. We're gonna make a difference. We believe that we can make a difference. Count on me. So they start building the wall and they get the wall up halfway. The construction project has gone really well. And we stopped the story there. It'd be great. It'd be like any movie we see. It's the presentation reel, how great the presentation reel is, how perfect it is, no glitches, everything's been worked out. Great story. But now we go from the presentation reel to the bloopers and behind the scenes reel and we see what life is really like. And sometimes as we look at other people and we do our journey in life, we see everybody else's presentation reel, but we don't realise what they go through and the struggles they go through as they do their walk with God in the day to day. And we're going to see some of those challenges that, went, that really went through Nehemiah's mind and how he really had to defeat discouragement to move on to do what God had called him to do. You know, when God calls you to do something, quite often we have in our mind because God has called me to do this. It's gonna be smooth. It's gonna be easy. It's gonna be good because God is in it. I wanna remind you this morning, just because God is in it, it doesn't make it smooth and easy. And there's something that you've been grumbling to God about and it's not smooth and easy and you thought God was in it. You haven't made a mistake. It's just the way life turns out because we live in a fallen world with a devil that really wants to pull us down. So when we talk about discouragement, discouragement is something that's absolutely universal. It's right across the world. Discouragement is everywhere. It's called an epidemic at the moment when we're talking about COVID, Ukraine, Russia, an extra strain of COVID supposed to be coming through. We talk about floods and earthquakes and fires. I wanna say, when we talk about discouragement, it's an, it's an epidemic right across our planet. 
It's recurring, it doesn't go away. Discouragement, you don't get through it and say, yep, we're done with that now, I'm gonna get on with the rest of my life. Discouragement comes and revisits you in some way or in another, so it keeps recurring. And you know what? Discouragement is highly contagious. You just need someone to come up to you and just with a casual contact to say, hey, I'm really discouraged with how things are. And what happens to you? All of a sudden, you start to fall. And that's what was happening to Nehemiah in his journey. Let me read Nehemiah chapter four. There's a fair bit I wanna read, but just listen to the story. I just pray the Holy Spirit will just take this story and let you hear it the way that it's been written. When Sambalat heard that they were rebuilding the wall, he became very angry and was greatly annoyed. He ridiculed the Jews and in the presence of all his associates and the whole army of Samaria, he said to them, what are you feeble Jews doing? Will you restore the wall? Will you offer sacrifices? Will you, do you think you can finish this wall in a day? Can you bring stones back to life from those heaps of rubble burned as they are? And then Tobiah the Ammonite, who was by his side, added to his remarks and said, yeah, what do you think they are building? Even a fox climbing up on this wall would break down this feeble wall of stones that you are building. Nehemiah didn't say a word, he just prayed. And this is the prayer he prayed. He said, hear us, our God, for we're despised by these people. Turn their insults back on their own heads. Give them over to the plunder of the land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight, for they have thrown insults in the face of the builders who are building for God. So we rebuilt the wall till it all reached half its height for all the people worked with all their heart. But then Samballot, Tobiah the Arabs and the Ammonites and the people of Ashdad come there and they heard that the repairs to Jerusalem's wall had gone ahead and the gaps were being closed and they become even more angry. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem to stir up trouble against it. But we prayed to our God and we posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. Meanwhile, the people of Judah said, the strength of the laborers is given out. There is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild this wall. Also our enemy said, before they knew it or see us, we will be right there amongst them and we will be killed and there will be an end put to this work. Then the Jews, Jews who lived nearby came to them and told them 10 times over, wherever you turn, they're going to attack you. Therefore, I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points at the wall and the exposed places, posting them with families, with their swords, their spears and bows. And I looked the things over. I stood up and said to the nobles and the officials and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and is awesome will fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. When our enemies heard that we were aware of their plot and that God had frustrated it, they all returned to the wall, each one to their own work. You think you have a bad day? That was a bad day for Nehemiah. 
You know, discouragement. Discouragement comes and attacks us and there's a number of causes for discouragement and there's external causes that cause us to be discouraged. Um, There are problems that come to us from outside. The wall workers, they were initially excited. They had anticipation and joy and they worked with all their heart and the wall was going up. Everything was good. And sometimes in our journey, everything is good. And if you're one of those stages at the moment, everything is good, enjoy it. Because somewhere along the line, discouragement will come. And when discouragement comes, it's part of the journey. You haven't done anything wrong. It just simply means you've got a battle to fight. You've got to think harder. You've got to think brighter to push through. And that's exactly what Nehemiah did. Nehemiah didn't have his pity party and say, well, everybody hates us. Everybody is against us. God, you've called us to build this wall and now we're going to get killed halfway through the wall. He didn't have a pity party. And sometimes the devil wants to corner us so that we have a pity party. We feel sorry for ourselves and our circumstances. And we're so focused on being sorry that we miss that God has got a pathway for us to get through this and to get out the other side. And that may be a message to someone here this morning. God has got a pathway for you to get through this and to get out the other side. Trust Him. That's what Nehemiah believed in the midst of it all. Where God is at work, the enemy is also at work. So two types of external forces were against these guys. And you'll understand this. The first one was ridicule. They were making fun of them. I just read that with Sambalad and Tobiah. Here they are, the whole army is in front of Nehemiah and the workers. And this is what they said to them. You Jews, what are you feeble Jews doing? You're feeble, you're useless. Will you restore this wall? Will you offer sacrifices? Do you think you're gonna finish this wall in a day? Can they bring stones back to life? Those stones are just heaps of rubble burned as they are. Imagine the insult to these people called by God to make an impact and make a difference. And that's what happens to us at times when we step out in faith or the church steps out in faith, ridicule comes to say, you can't do this. You can't make a difference in our nation. What can a group of churches make a difference in our nation? I want to tell you, just watch us and see what we can do because we are the people of God. In this world that's a mess, just watch the church. The church always rises up. The church always lands on its feet because it's called by God. And these people, when they, they were discouraging everybody, they're trying to put them down, they miss the point that these people called by God will make a difference. And whenever you are called by God, man, you make a difference. Then Tobiah the Ammonite started to say, what do you think you are building? A fox trying to climb your feeble wall would just knock it over. What? An insult. But the problem was they weren't insulting the workers. They were insulting the God of the workers. And if anyone ever tries to insult the God who has called you to a particular task, a particular plan or to a particular purpose, look out because you've got all of God and all the armies of heaven on your side and they are going down. 
And Nehemiah knew that. And that's why Nehemiah prayed, God, let the blood be on the head. Let the captivity of their area, let them go down because he knew the power of Almighty God. So when people ridicule you or criticise you or judge you for the call of God on your life or you following Jesus, just remember God is on your side and all the armies of heaven are with you. The second one is a simple discouragement comes from threats and circumstances. These people were working together and they were all trying to plot, that all the armies around them were trying to plot against them. Someone made this statement, it's quite amazing. God's people sometimes have difficulty working together, but the people of the world have no problem uniting in opposition to the work of the Lord. Just understand that. We may have trouble at times, but it doesn't take much. And we've seen this recently, haven't we? With a few things that have gone through, through government that doesn't take much for people to polarise against the church. When you are being threatened, stand firm. Remember Christmas at Life Point. We had so much against us. We had rain, we had storms, we had... Um, COVID, we had um, everything come against us, but as we stood firm, it made a difference. When we stand firm in our hearts against the circumstances, against the threats, when we stand firm in and through the power of God, it absolutely makes a difference. So internally, we've got to be, externally, we've got to realise these forces are coming against us, but then we've got to realise who we are internally to stand against what is going to happen. And Nehemiah realised this. He realised internally discouragement was coming against him and he had to take a stand. And the first cause of internal discouragement is simply a lack of identity. We forget who we are. We forget who we belong to. We forget who we are in God. Nehemiah, who was he? He was a barman. He was a barman in Persia, called by Almighty God to be one of the most incredible, amazing builders, to re rebuild a wall that no builder would take on. He was called by God. And in the midst of this, when the enemy come, he realised, I am called by God. I'm a child of God. I have the power of God with me. I'm God's person and I have His anointing on my life. I can do this. In summary, what's been told to my grandson, you are strong, you are brave, you are loved and you can do anything. We've got to believe this because the enemy does everything he can to try and tell us that we can't. God is saying we can. So don't allow your lack of identity to say you can't. It doesn't matter how many times you've failed before, this time you can, you can get through it because you've got God with you. The second internal discouragement is simply F fatigue, we're just tired. And at times in life, we just get tired. We just get tired, we just get worn out and we, we, we can't push through. And we're more discouraged when we're tired. The, probably the most spiritual thing some people can do sometimes is go home, have a rest. Go home, take a holiday. Get your diary out and just take out a day and have that day off. 
I learned that many, many years ago when there was a, a guy speaking and he's um, a psychologist and he said the most spiritual thing that he does when he feels really run down, really fatigued, really tired, he gets his diary out, he sees every day booked out and he chooses a day and he just crosses it out and cancels everything and he takes that day off so that he can have the strength to do the rest of the week. If you're tired, if you're run down, don't keep pushing through, do something about about it and take a rest and then you'll find that you can push through so much better. The third thing then is people get frustrated. Along the way, they get frustrated. Now, these guys, they were building the wall. There's absolute rubble everywhere. There were stones everywhere. It was an absolute mess and they had to restore the wall. They got halfway through and they never complained about the extra stones or the extra rubble. But now as the wall got half the height and they started to get attacked by these people and people started to say stuff to them and they had an army on the north, army on the south, army on the east, army on the west and they're all threatening to attack it once, in the midst of it all, they started to complain about the rubble that they were in. Because they got frustrated, little things become big things. And when you're frustrated, stuff that normally you'd cope with, they become big things. And you see you're talking about stuff that you normally not, wouldn't talk about. You're whinging about stuff that you normally wouldn't whinge about because you are frustrated. And when you're frustrated, these things become big things and they aren't as big it's what they were. They were probably always there, but your focus has just majored on them because you are frustrated. And then it moves to another level and another cause of discouragement is simply fear. When fear gets stuck in your heart, when their own people said 10 times to them, they said, look, wherever you turn, you're going to be attacked. Their own people are saying to them, you're going to be attacked. You're going to go down. These guys started to get fear in their heart and started to believe a lie. They started to believe, yes, we're going to be attacked. Yes, we won't be able to do this. And when fear takes hold, what happens is we start to believe the lies of the enemy. We believe that we're not good enough. We believe we can't get through this. We believe that we'll never make a difference. We believe that things will never change. We believe that we've just got to put up with the way it is. That's what fear does. But when we push through fear, we see victory. I know at one of the darkest times in my life, one of the darkest times, I was watching this TV show. And I was really fearful. I was fearful about, have I got what it takes? Have I got what it takes to, to lead the church? Have I got what it takes to raise up my family? Have I got what it takes? And I was watching just this TV show. And I've memorised this line in this TV show because God just popped it out and put it in my heart and I've never forgotten. The character simply says, courage is not the absence of fear, but it's the realisation that there is something far more important than fear itself. Because I think, used to think I'm the only fearful one. I'd see courageous people stepping out doing amazing stuff. But I want to remind you the most courageous people who step out and do the most amazing stuff probably have greater fear in their lives than what you do. They've just decided and made a decision in their life that I'm going to push through, even though I'm fearful, even though I've got doubts, even though I've got questions, I am more committed to pushing through to reach my goal because it's more important than allowing the fear to reign. Don't allow the fear to reign in your life. 
60% of our fears are totally unfounded. 20% of our fears are already behind us. 10% are so petty that they won't make a difference at all. 5% are real, but you can't do anything about them. And 5% are real, and we can do something about them. So if you want to cure this discouragement in your life, You've just got to do something. You've got to look at your situation and read it right. This couple, these, these two people were visiting Africa and they were talking about um, who could run the fastest. And one said to the others, why do you want to know who wants to run the fastest? And what the other one said, well, it's not about if a lion's attacking, I don't want to try and outrun the lion. All I've got to do is make sure I can outrun you. And that was the truth. And sometimes we're looking for this enormous truth and the truth is simply a small truth that we have to grasp and have to learn to say, that's what we need to know. I've just got to beat you by one step and I'm a winner because the lion has got you. Prayer works, guys. I want to say prayer works. And when things are falling apart, never, ever stop praying because prayer works. And even when you're not feeling that prayer works. The devil's gonna get in there and say, stop praying, prayer doesn't work. I told you it doesn't work. Well, I wanna say that's the first lie the devil wants to tell you. Prayer works, prayer is powerful. Prayer can make an incredible difference. And as you trust God, keep pushing through no matter what. Prayer is the answer. You're not always gonna get the answers you want. You're not always gonna get what you want, but prayer makes a difference. So if you are discouraged, if you're in the midst of a cloud at the moment, don't stop praying, push through. God hears your prayer. God will see you through no matter what. And that's what Nehemiah did. He prayed and he prayed and he prayed. But also he didn't just pray and say, well, God, I'm not gonna do anything, but he prayed and he set his priorities. So as he set his priorities and he started to prioritise his life and the job that God had called him to do, an incredible difference happened. He said, then I stationed some of my people behind the lowest point of the wall and at the exposed places. I posted them by families with their swords, with their spears, with their bows. And Nehemiah organised his people in such a way that they would protect one another. If the enemies come and are going to attack, most likely it would be at the weakest places. So Nehemiah put guards at all the vulnerable spots to protect his people and to encourage them. It's at the vulnerable spots, guys, that we've got to do something. It's at those vulnerable spots in our lives that we've got to place guards. We've got to place guards. And those guards could be a trusted friend. Those guards could be a counsellor. Those guards could be a mentor. Those guards could be a um, connect group. Those guards could be a pastor. Those guards could be someone that you connect with over coffee. But in those weaker, vulnerable places, Nehemiah protected them. He didn't leave them exposed because when the devil comes to attack you, he's not gonna attack you in the strong places. He's gonna attack you in the weak places. He's gonna attack you in those places where you have doubts. He's gonna have those 
protect you in those places where you're down or depressed or discouraged. That's where He's going to work. And what we need to do is protect those areas by not keeping them a secret, but sharing them with someone else who will pray for you. And if someone shares with you, you pray for them because they need your prayers. So it's in those weaker areas. Let's identify them. Do not leave them unguarded. Guard them and connect with people. And I know that's hard. It's easy for me to say, find someone to connect with. Yep, yeah, I know in a life sometimes it's pretty hard to connect with someone in a significant way that you'll share those vulnerable spots. But when we know our identity, we know that we're in God, that He loves us, that He cares for us. And we start to share those vulnerabilities to people. They start to have your back. They start to guard you. And that makes an incredible difference. So make sure, prioritise those areas of weakness and get people around you to protect you. And to defeat discouragement, the third thing is simply to remember who God is. God is amazing. God knew even in the face of opposition that the success of the war was wholly dependent on God who inspired him in the beginning. He needed to remember that God is with him. This morning, I want you to remember God is with you. Whatever area that is, whatever that discouragement is, God is with you. He's not ignoring you. He's not walking away. He is with you. Remember what He's done in the past. Remember the way He's turned up in the past. Remember the way He's blessed you in the past. Remember what He's done in the past. Whatever He's done in the past, He can do now. And that's the amazing God we serve, that He is with you. The, God, the devil tries to remind us or tell us that God can't do this and God's not interested. They're the lies. Recognise the lies. Anything negative is from the enemy. God is a God who called you. He called you out of darkness into light. And He said, walk in the light, trust in me. I'm with you and I'll always be with you no matter what. So these people, as they built the wall, when they started to focus on discouragement and negativity, stuff stopped. But when they started to focus on the power of God and they practically put their priorities into place and they set people around them and they worked together, it made an incredible difference. The greatest thing we can do is learn the power of working together to stand together to make an incredible difference. That is so powerful and that's so amazing. And here on the Sunshine Coast, um, just this week, we had a meeting with the um, Ministers Fraternals from all the different areas and the heads of the Ministers Fraternals. And our desire is really, as we're moving into this year, to realise that as the church stands together, it's so powerful, it is so mighty, and it can make a difference. And for Pentecost Sunday night, we're looking at getting all the churches together to pray and to worship together and to honour God together. Now... The <laughs> The biggest problem is finding a place big enough. We just cannot find a place big enough to do it, but we're trusting God and that's our desire because we believe when we stand together, when we are all stand together in unity, it makes an incredible difference and it gives the power of Almighty God. That's what Nehemiah said to his people and that's what I believe today we need to do, stand together and focus on the greatness of God. And the last thing you need to do to have victory is bring every thought captive. Stop believing the lies. Stop believing what the devil's saying. Remember, everyone's got the, um, the real, the, the, not the, the um, upfront real, but everyone's got that real running that is the um, background real where the enemy tries to speak lies into people's lives. With God, all things 
are possible. Bring those thoughts captive. Realize those thoughts are wrong and start to work in the positive thing. Imagine Nehemiah. What would Nehemiah be thinking? I'm sure Nehemiah walked around those walls and he declared to himself, God's called me. God is able. The enemy's all around. There's lies coming across, but God, you are able. I pray for these workers. I pray that they'll see the power of God. I pray that they'll experience the power of God. I pray that they'll be touched by the power of God. I pray, God, that you'll give them the strength. I pray, God, you'll stop the enemy from telling them lies. I pray, God, that you'll raise them up in the power of God. And as they work and every stone that goes in the wall, they'll say, that's a stone for God. And I'm building this because I want God to be glorified. And today, that's the same thing I pray for the church, that every single one of you will know the power of God. You'll see God in everything that you'll know that greater is He that's in you than He that's in the world. That the God who called you out of darkness is bringing you and has got you in the light. Stay in the light. Trust Him. Put aside those lies and realise that God in the midst of a world that is just filled with discouragement on every side, the one thing I'm encouraged about is God is still building His church. God is still raising up His people. God is building up prayer warriors. God is bringing the church together like He's never done before. Never on the Sunshine Coast have we guys met from all the different denominations, love and care for each other. And our desire is that the church come together and declare the glory of God. Not about denominations, but it's about Jesus. It's about our King. And we can't wait to that time when everyone across the Sunshine Coast comes together and declares that Jesus Christ is Lord. Do you believe it? That is our God. And that's what Nehemiah believed. And that's why the wall was built. And today, let's start believing it. Be encouraged. God is doing something amazing. I just want to give you a few moments now to just sit in the presence of God. Just in those areas that are exposed and the enemy is trying to attack you in, I want to ask the Holy Spirit to start speaking to those areas. I want to ask the Holy Spirit to start to strengthen you. Where people have been discouraged and you've given up, I want to pray today that something will happen in your soul and you'll start the fight again. You're going to fight for the heart of your king. You're going to fight to be the person that God wants you to be. So I just want to pray for you and then we're just going to have some quietness. And as God gives me some verses, I'm just going to speak out verses. Some will be for you. And just trust that He'll just meet you right where you're at. So Lord, this morning... I'm praying, Lord, that you'll meet us right where we're at. Where people are discouraged, Lord God, I pray that you'll just wrap your arms around that and hope will be spoken into their lives. Holy Spirit, raise up, raise up the call again that you've called people with. Raise up a pathway, Lord, of hope. And speak clearly, I pray, to people's souls this morning. So Lord, I pray, come Holy Spirit.
Just come Holy Spirit as we wait upon you. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and they shall not faint. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. But Jesus says this morning that He has come to give you life and life to its fullest. Just a word for someone this morning, I'm getting this word pathway, pathway. God's saying you don't think there's a pathway ahead. God is saying there's a pathway that nobody knows but Him. And God has got a pathway for you. And He wants you to trust Him. All you have to do is to take that first step. First step, resist the devil and walk on that pathway. And it will be a great pathway for you. God says, he who calls you is faithful and he will do it. So Lord, this morning, we wanna declare the faithfulness of our God. Lord, this morning we want to step up and be the people You've called us to be. So I pray, Lord, I pray over people's lives. I pray against discouragement in the name and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Lord, I pray that You break the lies of the enemy that is sowing the hearts, the negativity, the fear, the pain, the stuff that will never ever happen and yet is speaking into lives and saying it will. So Father, I break that over people's lives this morning in Jesus' Name. That people will be set free, released to know the goodness of God. (laughs) To just know, Lord, that, that You've got it. That You've got a pathway, Lord. You're doing some great stuff. And that they'll have a real sense of Your peace, Your power and Your authority over your lives. So Lord, I declare that greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. And I thank You, Lord, for that. In Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together and those who are online, just declare the words of this song one more time. Just that God is amazing. God, just open our eyes and let us be all that You want us to be.